hey, what is up, spiritual hooligan? Is being happy harder than you want? I mean, do you seek peace, uh, but you find that life disrupts you? It's like, I can be peaceful here, but over here it's a real pain, or I can be really happy in these situations, but those situations really take me off my game. You know, I've been helping high conscious go-getters just like you achieve happiness and peace for decades now in my coaching business, literally thousands of people belly to belly, helping them just like you. And today I wanna help you to understand the eight blocks to happiness and peace because awareness is the first step. You know, if I show you that you are shooting yourself in the foot, if I go, hey, that's you holding the gun right there. The moment you see that you're holding the gun and shooting yourself in the foot, you're gonna be like, whoa, all of a sudden it's more likely that you'll stop. That's my objective today. My name is Matthew Ferry and I am bringing you your daily enlightenment. It's your moment to pause, to slow down, to get connected to enlightened perspectives. I wanna help you to quiet your mind and restore your peace. So you wanna be happy. You're good at it, right? But certain situations work and certain situations don't. And sometimes you're happy, sometimes you're not. You're committed to being at peace and it's not that cut and dry because uh, you know, you're peaceful over here, but you're not that peaceful over there. Well, like I said, today I wanna to give you eight blocks to happiness and peace that I found over the, the years coaching thousands of people like you. Let's go through them. I think that you're gonna be blown away when you start to look at it from this totally practical standpoint. The first block to happiness and peace is old habits. Old habits are blocking your happiness and peace. Let me tell you some old habits that I notice almost everyone has that, that knock their happiness out. Gossiping. That habit of talking about other people behind their back and not addressing things with them directly, having opinions about them, actually robs you of your happiness and your peace. Not only that, but it disrupts the trust in your environment. And even though you might have friends who think that um, it's fun to say those things about other people, they also then have a, a sneaking suspicion that you say those things about them. It breaks your trust. When you have broken trust in the environment, it breaks your integrity and that disrupts your peace and your happiness. The other one is complaining. So this is an old habit that we have. And um, let's be honest. Your parents likely gave you more attention when you complained about things than when you were happy about stuff. Um, your spouse likely gives you the attention that you want. Your friends, the attention you want. The world really does give you much more attention when you're complaining and bitching and moaning. And so that, unfortunately, that habit, though, puts a framework around the world and that framework then robs you of your happiness and your peace. And then finally, in the realm of old habits, pointing out what doesn't work. The drunk monkey in your head has an unconscious reflex of finding things that are wrong, finding things that are broken, trying to fix things um, in an effort to optimize for survival. The problem is you're not in a survival situation. So trying to fix things to optimize for survival, pointing out what doesn't work, doesn't really get you anywhere. All it does is actually make your life less valuable, less enriching, less, less delicious, less enjoyable, less happy, less peaceful. Number two, ladies and gentlemen, eight blocks to happiness and peace. Number two, old structures and systems block your happiness and peace. 
So for example, uh, if you have a if you have a work situation that doesn't work for you, meaning um, it breaks your preferences, it causes you to do things you don't want to do, um, it happens at times you don't want to do it, it demands things that you don't want to be demanded of. That will diminish your happiness, but you're the one who's saying yes, okay? And you're not trapped. Another example of a system or a structure that would be blocking your happiness or peace. Are you, for example, getting up too early in the morning? Do you need to sleep longer? Are you staying up too late? Are you eating too much sugar? Are you, are you um, doing things that are out of habit? And do you have structures in place that are kind of messing with your body? Do you have commitments that you have made long, long, long ago? They don't really fit your life anymore, but you're still doing them, right? You're still part of the same old group, and but being a part of the group doesn't actually bring you happiness and peace anymore. So that's what I mean when I say structures. Let's look at number three. Number three, not recognizing that you have to do things differently. That blocks your happiness and peace. Look, you're a spiritual hooligan. You're watching this video. Do you understand that not everybody watches these kinds of videos? Look at, you know, look at your friends, look at the family, look at the people around you. They're not into this kind of stuff. You are. You are, in essence, in my point of view, a creative, forward-moving, uplifting side of life. And, and using uh, muscle testing and applied kinesiology, we can see that it, it, it tests strong, it's strengthening to recognize that there are both destructive parts of, of life and constructive parts of life. There's, there is self-organizing into greater states of complexity and there's degrading. And you are the self-organizing into greater states of complexity. You can't do things like everybody else. You're committed to happiness and peace. That's already, that tells you you can't do things like everybody else. You can't engage in negativity in any way. And negativity is the normal way to operate in life. You can't get away with it. Number four, a block to your happiness and peace. Pack mentality. You are an animal. I'm an animal. We're all animals. You're hard-coded to fit into the pack. But that doesn't work for you because you're not actually a normal part of the pack. In the past, like way back, you might have been the shaman, the monk, the medicine man or woman, the, the healer in the group. You would have been the one that people came to for counsel. You're a different part of the equation. You can't be a normal person, meaning you can't like operate like you are part of the survival framework of life. I mean, it's hard enough to be different, okay? And even though you know you're different, I know that you really want to be like others and fit in, and I'm sorry. It's just, it's not part of the process. You have a different group that you fit into. And the broader group is not really your group. There's just like a little niche group that you fit into. And this is the spiritually evolved group. And there's nothing wrong with that. We're not, we're not discounting the other group. We're just admitting that when I try to fit in with all the people who are in a survival state, it doesn't work for me. So you got to give that up. Number five, avoidance of the uncomfortable and the negative blocks your feelings of happiness and peace. There is a drive inside of you to be at peace. 
And that drive, actually, as you go, you have like this pull for happiness, this pull for peace and joy and flow. And as that, that innate drive, you didn't decide, by the way, you just are this way. As that innate drive is, is expressing itself, it reveals everything that doesn't work. And the stuff that doesn't work is such an indicator for you because when it doesn't work, it puts you into survival. Why? Because when it doesn't work, it's a threat. And that's what negativity is. Negativity is the representation, the, the energetic feeling state representation that your system has identified a threat. So it's really important for you to actually address the what is negative, what is uncomfortable, what doesn't work. You have you just you have to go through it. You have to do the inner work. I'm sorry. It's just who you are. And if you avoid it, you will suffer. Sorry. Number six blocks to happiness and peace. Degrading spiritual influences. Now, this is some wacky stuff. And I didn't really know about this until my mind went completely quiet. All of a sudden, I was like, whoa, what is all this other stuff? There's actually a framework in the background of consciousness. There's like a, um, there's like this set of, of, let's just call them particles, right? They're not particles, but there's like the set of particles that are all creating consciousness, what you experience. And in the rapid enlightenment process, I found that you're often being blocked by legacy information that is contained within the background field of energy and information that you are a part of. We'll call, we'll call that background field of energy and information your soul. So it's old, outdated intentions that might have been set many, many, many generations ago. They're suddenly, they're coming through you and you don't even know where they're coming from. But the intention is old. It has nothing to do with this life. So it creates a conflict in this life. Maybe it's in a, uh, maybe you have an intention and you don't even know it. Maybe you have an intention to be a renunciate, to renounce the world. But here you are fully participating in the world. And yet there's always this conflict inside of you. I should give it all up and I should join the monastery. I should run away and I should just be by myself. All right. Now, conflict, you have to be able to identify. This is part of what we do in the rapid enlightenment process. You identify it and you release it. Old outdated vows. I can't tell you how many people we have found through the rapid enlightenment process and the applied kinesiology muscle testing system that we've developed, how many people we have found vows of poverty like contained within their system. And they can't, I can't figure out no matter what I do, no matter how much money I get, I spend it as fast as I can and it goes away. And we find that there's these vows that are outdated or purposes. So often we have set these purposes like, I will fight for God. And we don't know where it even comes from. It's like, why am I fighting for God? I don't even really care about that. Or karma, which is like um, um, the soul remembers negative things and then it brings it forward. Just like in this lifetime, you remember negative things and, it, and you bring it forward. You walk over, you pet a dog, the dog bites you. And now you have a reaction to dogs because you don't want to get bit again. Well, have you noticed you have all kinds of fears and concerns and doubts and all kinds of stuff? You have no idea where it even comes from. It's karma, which is nothing more than outdated memories of the soul. And then you have negative thoughts from previous versions of yourself. 
When you work to get that stuff cleaned up, my God, your happiness and peace goes through the roof. Let's talk about number seven, engaging in the drama blocks your happiness and peace. Let me just give you some drama that so many people who I know who are like us, they're a spiritual hooligan, they want happiness and peace, but you know what? They will argue with people. They'll argue about God is this and we should all be doing that and the government is this. And they're doing number two, taking positions. When you take a position, you create conflict. When you create conflict, you disturb your happiness and peace. When you disturb your happiness and peace, you activate the survival system. The drunk monkey kicks in. When the drunk monkey kicks in, what happens is it gets momentum. You, you actually start to experience negativity all over the place in your life. So you took a position on Facebook over here. That guy is stupid and he, we couldn't do it that way. And then what happens is over in all these other areas of your life, you're experiencing negativity, but you don't even know why. It's because you activated the survival part of your system over here. Being right, making other people wrong. This will kill your happiness. You can't afford to do it. Finally, number eight, eight, here it is empathy for other people it blocks your happiness and peace oh now that has got to be a conflict right because we are spiritual hooligans we think we should have empathy and peace and love and joy and kindness and we're going to make the whole world come together kumbaya you know it's like uh it's like one love one love, right but you know the thing is is that uh when you express empathy what happens for you is you don't recognize that each of us are living a life via our own choices. And even when people were born into situations that appear to have no choice, like they're a victim, that in and of itself is also an illusion. And we see that there are outliers in all these situations. People born into where you and I are heartbreaks. Oh, they shouldn't have been born in that situation, right? We see outliers, right? They just go boing, they get themselves out of the situation. And if we look, what we find is the outliers had built in with them the consciousness necessary to make a choice that launched them into a different state. All the rest are fulfilling their own karma, fulfilling their own choice set. And it's really, really important that, that you, if you want more peace, what you do is you release your empathy, your heartache, because what you're doing is you're joining them in the suffering and instead you go into a state of practicing total and complete happiness and you go into acceptance, total and complete acceptance of all people in all situations at all times, including yourself, will actually allow you to do so much more good in the world because you won't be joining the suffering and the suffering puts you into a suboptimal state. So there you have it. Those are the eight blocks to happiness and and peace. And I'm just wondering for you, which one of those eight blocks do you want to work on removing today? Will you Put it into the comments for me, please. What stuck out for you in all those eight things? I want to hear from you. I want to engage with you. Let's do this. My name is Matthew Ferry. I am the author of Quiet Mind, Epic Life. Really cool book, I think, obviously, because I wrote it. But I want to make sure, will you do me a favor and, and like this video and share this video with your fellow spiritual hooligans? I need your help getting the message out. Will you share this video with people? Will you like it? Will you leave me a comment? When you do that stuff, what happens is YouTube says, oh, hey, this is something that people are digging. And it helps us to spread the message together. 
Will you engage with me on that? I would really be stoked if you would do that. Also, if you're digging what I'm saying, you should subscribe to my channel and you'll get a new video every single day. At least I was just talking to Gabe today and Gabe is my, my uh, video producer guy and we were talking about creating all kinds of new stuff for you coming down the pipe here, so get ready. And then I encourage you to join us over on our Spiritual Hooligan Facebook group because that is a place where a whole bunch of Spiritual Hooligans are all together, we're all hanging out, we're all supporting each other. Highly, highly, highly recommend that you do that. I'll put the link down below. Thank you again for tuning in to this daily enlightenment.